I'm spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Welcome to a new spin on autism. Answers with host and international speaker and performer, Lynette Louise. Besides working on her doctorate in psychophysiology, Lynette has raised eight children, six adopted, and four of them falling somewhere on the autism spectrum. Laugh with her, cry with her, as she talks to both experts and parents and takes you through the often confusing, sometimes frustrating, sometimes overwhelming, but always fascinating world of autism. Hello and welcome. This is a new spin on Autism Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host otherwise known as the Brain Broad. Uh, today is a wonderful day, and of course, you, as you know, I am a story teacher host, so we are going to go for the story. I believe in inspiration. I believe in telling people stories, and it doesn't always feel good to listen. But hopefully where you end up at the end of a journey is with something you can hold on to to change your lives. It won't be New Year's Eve day when you hear this, but it's New Year's Eve day as I tape it, and it seems really appropriate to jump straight into how do we change our paradigm? What can we do to help ourselves see differently, think differently, feel differently, and all of those differently should be in a positive direction. What can we do to take advantage of this New Year's Eve tradition? I, um, I'm not a tra- traditionalist. I avoid many of them, ignore lots of them, but the ones that get us to stop and say, let's just take a minute, let's thank the veterans, let's, you know, sit around our table, eat food, and say what we like and what we're grateful for, let's um, let's take a minute to sort of account for how we were last year, did we waste our money, waste our time, you know, waste our emotions, or did we really, did we really set ourselves up for a future that, you know, is exactly the way we want it to go, or almost the way we want it to go, or are we being the people we want to be? So I love New Year's Eve for that. I usually stay in and just kind of hang out with the family and say, okay, guys, you know, what do you want to be in? Some of them just want to be able to uh, wipe their bum better, actually. To be perfectly honest with you, a small skill can be a big thing for lots of people. And right now, that showing of people who are challenged you know, on the internet and pictures with captions is being called inspiration porn. And I think that we want to dig in and say to ourselves, should we negate something important by calling it porn? Or should we go, wow, doing something typical, some typical everyday activity for this person is challenging. And let us be inspired by that to move forward and meet those kind of get off the couch and go for a walk challenges in our own days. And in my case, I use um, inspirational stories, inspirational videos, inspirational pictures to inspire my children to continue to handle the challenges that were given them because they get to see that other people are struggling too, but overcoming. And I try to set in their mind overcoming. You can't always overcome. Sometimes you just have to make something good out of something really difficult. And I have a wonderful guest today, somebody who's going to be very brave for us. You know that I just wrote a book. Um, My newest book is called The Wingmaker, and it's about a young girl that I worked with. And she had cerebral palsy, and she was very, very uh, damaged, couldn't breathe on her own, couldn't uh, swallow her own spit. She was just really, everything had to be done for her. 
And I worked with her, and she got some skills. She got 12 words. She got, you know, she got able to do some things. And then now I'm going to, you know, do a spoiler, and you won't have to buy the book, but buy it anyway because it's it's a good journey. Um, she died. So it's just out of the blue. She got pneumonia, and she died. And while I was sending this book around to try and um, get people to give me a testimonial and connect with folks that I thought might be interested. It's in rhyme, so the, our guest uh, runs the Poetry Corner on Facebook, and I've been interviewed in her, uh, she's a host for Positively Autistic, which is a podcast itself, and I've been on there you know, with some of my poems and things, and so I thought it would be perfect to talk to her, and I knew she had a cerebral palsy daughter, and um, it seemed like the perfect connection. In the story, the girl dies, and then I grow, grapple with uh, dealing with that, and, and that's really the gift of the book. And so when I connected with Marilyn, her daughter had just passed, and um, I asked her if she'd be willing to share some of her story with us because, um, you know, Sometimes we just want to know what it is for somebody else so that we can support them, we can uh, be grateful uh, that we're not dealing with that, but yet learn how to deal with things through their story. So this is a brave act, and I really appreciate it. This is Marilyn Francis. Thank you, Marilyn, for taking the time to talk with us. welcome. All right. So let's start. Tell us about your beautiful, wonderful daughter. Leslie was um, 31 years old, and uh, she couldn't walk or talk. But um, we just loved her, and she loved everybody. And and, um, I just just wanted to treat her um, the way that you treat anybody. Now that's that's always a challenge, right? You have this this child who can't do some of the things that everyone else does, and yet we're trying to accommodate that and help them, while at the same time um, treat them as as they, as we would treat uh, someone who could do these things. So, can you give us a maybe an example of of a time when you managed to put both of those things together? Well. Um um, she went to school, and uh, I, I, I supported her you know, 22 years of going to school, and uh, then she got sick, and um, I just didn't want her to expose her to uh, any more sicknesses, so she was out of school for like five years mm-hmm. before she passed away, and I don't know, she... Um, she liked the birthday parties and things like that. So I let her go to some on some of those, and she seemed happy. Yeah. Did she have a really big, beautiful smile when it was exciting around her? Yeah. She liked yeah. balloons. And yeah. Balloons was the only thing that she could handle, really. And so she loved them. And every time she saw one, it seemed like it was. She acted like it was only first balloon she ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> where did that one come from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have new ones now where they actually light up. You pull a string and they light up. Did you ever see any of those? Yeah. Yeah. She had every kind of balloon. 
until the end, and she didn't want to hold anything. But we we just uh, put some balloons around her. Yeah. What happened? Tell us how she passed. What happened? Are you okay? What did you say? Tell us how, tell us what happened. Was, did she get pneumonia? Oh. Was she? Yeah, and um, last last November she got sick, and she uh, she hadn't been in the hospital for six years, and and uh, she started going downhill from then on. She just uh, curled up in a little ball, and and she went to sleep. Were you with her? Yeah, I was with her till last. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing. So how are you coping now? It's it's hard to say because I, as soon as she passed, I had to move. And I lived in a three-bedroom house, and <clears throat> I, I um, <clears throat> had to do all the packing. And I moved into a one-bedroom. Um, you doing okay there in the one-bedroom? No, I I guess I'm looking for a job, and I don't want a, the same kind of work. So uh, I'll find out this week if I have a job, and I'll go from there. So really, you're just trying to find a new focus and a new passion and a new mission, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. When uh, Sarah died, I remember feeling, and I don't. I don't know if you've gone through any of these feelings, so I'm just going to share. It wasn't my child. Though I loved her, it wasn't my child, and, it, and it's just not as intimate a, a connection. And still, I was, you know, very challenged by her death, and and um, and I felt angry. And, like, why did we try so hard? Why did we, you know, do all this teaching and helping and playing and what was the point? Why didn't we just leave her in a chair? And, you know, it's like you know, just I just was so angry at the universe and and whatever is out there that designs all of this. And um, and I had a vision, and that's really what the story is about that I wrote. And and this vision was of of the true gift of having been treated uh, as if you are capable because then you are and and loving you and and playing with you and talking to you you know and then in my vision I felt as if that gave her the ability to walk strong and free in the afterlife and I I don't know if it's a delusion to make myself feel better or what it is but I know that from that moment forward I felt better and that's why I asked you how are you coping like what are you what are you discovering what are you reaching for are you just in the in the funk still right now I'm I'm asking the people that have things to do with the afterlife, you know, where she at and what she's doing and, and things like that. Is that helping you? Yeah. And what kind of answers have you gotten? That she's a, she's a receive, she's there to receive, a, you know, people her age <laughs> and that, um, that she's a, in peace and out of pain, stuff like that. Okay. So most of my audience 
is more versed in autism. And um, they may not be that aware of cerebral palsy, though I did an episode with some cerebral palsy people a couple of episodes back. Um, Just to give them an idea, it's usually uh, a disorder that's caused by a birth accident, not always, but usually. Mm -hmm. Was that the case with your daughter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What happened at her birth? I had preeclampsia toxemia, and uh, they had to take her. She was two months early, and, and she was dead, but they revived her, and we had her for 31 years. <laughs> <laughs> so when they, what happened was that not enough oxygen got to the brain during that period, and that's when the damage was done, right? Yeah. 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 All right. So um, her dad, he wasn't crazy about her. <laughs> we didn't make it, but uh, I went on, and I uh, kept her and for all this time. And what were some of the most wonderful gifts you got from your daughter? From the life that oh, you lived she, together? She just loved everybody and uh, she could communicate. You know, That's awesome. Those who knew her knew what she wanted and it wasn't much. She, uh, she was a delight. <laughs> <laughs> what did that do for she, you? What, she was what was your gift? Huh? What was your gift in that, seeing her be a delight and social and um, loving life, dis, you know, despite the challenge that she lived in in her body? Did that give you any gifts? Yeah. I just, I was just glad that she was happy and until she wasn't. <laughs> yeah. She almost died several times. There was... There were several times that she almost died, but she did die this time. <laughs> yeah. So, wow, that's a lot. So you're looking at a new year oh, in completely different life, a completely different mm-hmm. situation, looking for new work. Where are you mm-hmm. getting your strength from? Huh? Or do you have strength? I said, where are you getting your strength from? You know, you're sitting here. We're on New Year's Eve day, (laughs) and you're looking at a whole new way of living. You're in a new apartment, trying to get a new job, trying to move forward um, in a whole different way. I mean, it'll never be the same again. So where are you getting your strength from? What are you you using as your goal or or the glue for for how to move forward? I look to God. And his word, and, and that's. And I have a lot of family. And they just encourage me to get out there. <laughs> well, what do you think? Thank Leslie you. was Alicia. She was, she was fun, and she wouldn't want me to, to uh, grieve on her. But um, I know she's in a better place. Have you released balloons to the sky? We we released balloons at her funeral. We had well. To, we I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it today. I'm going to go to the 99 cent store and get a bunch of helium balloons. And at midnight, I'm going to be thinking about you and Leslie. And I'm going to oh, release balloons into the sky. Maybe I'll take a picture and we'll post it. 
I'll release uh-huh. balloons into the sky for you, and we're going we're gonna to bless you with a brand-new way of being in this new year where mm-hmm. you find something that gives you the strength to feel like you can fly into the future and, um, and, and pass on the strength that you found to somebody else. So that's what I'm going to wish for you for the new year. Thank you. You're welcome. And um, and maybe if you have a minute and you're going by a store, you can get another balloon. Since it's a New Year's, it seems a perfect thing to do. Um, and mm-hmm. anybody who's listening, you'll, New Year's will be over. But if you could, because, you know, it takes a lot of people to make a change. This is a woman who is willing to share with you her time of crisis. It's not past. It's not where she's feeling light again. So let's lighten her load. Just take a minute via helium balloon and say, I release you. And it's for Leslie and Marilyn. And let's make it a brand new way of collecting together and making a difference. And if you do that and you take a picture and you send it to me, I'll pass it to her. Um, And then maybe she can feel the support and the wings that we would love to give her to fly free and happy and know that her daughter is able to fly free and happy now in the afterlife. Marilyn, I, I just think it was a really brave act to be willing to talk, and I know I had to convince you. Is there anything you particularly want to share? I just want to share that um, anybody that has a handicapped child, uh, to love them and as long as you can because you don't have them usually that long. You'll be, you'll be glad you did. You know what that makes me think of is how so many people, they're on an airplane, for example, and there's some handicapped person next to them or behind them, and the flight is two or three hours, and they feel like it's forever, and how are they going to make the last the whole flight, and this difficulty that's happening, maybe the person beside them keeps moaning or drooling or whatever. And um, and you just called 31 years not having her for long. I wish everyone would look at the opportunity to embrace somebody beautiful and different and think, wow, let me soak up all I can because you never know. I might not have them for long. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I've seen her picture. She was beautiful. She was. Yeah, you was very beautiful. All right, darling, I so appreciate you for being here, and um, I know it was hard. And people, please release a balloon for uh, Marilyn and um, and for Leslie, and uh, it's Marilyn and Frances. She's also the host of Positively Autistic, and that's a, a podcast where we do our poetry sometimes and that's why she knew me because I've been on and mm-hmm. um, also the poetry corner on Facebook if you want to pop in uh, or just send her a little note on Facebook and say we're thinking of you and we're going to get that balloon all right thank you hon thank you is he okay okay yeah mm-hmm. right I really appreciate you doing it um, it's a raw thing to do so um Sometimes you just want to land people in the middle of something, and I hope we didn't stir it up too much for you. And I hope that a few balloons go out there to help raise your spirits and let you know that you're strengthened. Well, 
I'll definitely do mine. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I hope I hope just knowing that we're all trying to think of you and do that is, is going to make a yeah, difference. Yeah, that's nice. Well, thank you for being here. I'm going to close the show. You don't have to sit and listen if you don't want. It's up okay. to you. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. All right. I had trouble talking through that because Marilyn and Francis, my words were like tripping over my mouth and and um, I was getting things wrong. <laughs> um, Marilyn Ann Francis was a very brave woman just now. I said to her, please, I think sometimes the problem in life is we catch someone once they're all better or on the way to better or they have the the answers that will carry them so they pass them to us and um and maybe maybe we will get more or at least it's an opportunity to try to get more from hearing somebody in the middle of their process and it it really was um an act of generosity for her to come on and talk to you and that brings us back to inspiration porn because I'm a little offended that that we have uh, a human race that every time somebody tries to do something to lift us up and carry us to the next level and to remind us to admire diversity and admire the challenges of everyday life for others, that we then attach an insult and call it exploitation or call it porn. Not that there isn't both of those, but just that once we see a bunch of people using these catchphrases, the next thing you know, everyone likes to be mad about something and they're all screaming, inspiration porn. And I was looking on the internet and I saw um, a blog post about it and the woman had had posted a video, which I'll, I'll put the link up, and it's about a man who has no arms and, you know, what he's accomplished and how he drives his car and how he eats his food and how he, you know, and so he's doing everyday things. He does have a wonderful job, which when you look at his job, I'd have to say he bypassed every day and got to excellence because the job he does, many, 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 certainly the, the masses uh, probably don't get there. They aspire to be there. He's a designer and he uses his feet. And, um, and it was lovely. And not only was it lovely, but it was the kind of thing that I would naturally show my son when he's grappling with, you know, life is hard. I have all these mon- mo- lawns I mow and, and I deliver papers and I do all these little jobs and my rent is hard to meet and, you know, my life sucks. And then he watches one of those with me and we talk about attitude makes the difference. And the next thing you know, for the... Next few months, he's in a really good place, and then he watches another one, and he starts to dip down. And so here's this great gift that we put out. We use the media in a beautiful way, and we try to help people, and then people get out in arms, and they call it inspiration porn. I'm like, um, no, <laughs> it's not. It's inspiration. It's knowing that we're complaining about an everyday thing, and not wanting to do it and procrastinating it. And somebody who's finding it very difficult and had to find a unique way and a creative way to do it is getting up and solving the problem that we were already equipped to solve easily. And so then you have to sort of look at yourself fresh and you get energy from that if you use it well. 
So please, let's, let's just let the good things be the good things. If you want to know about porn, let's go to Stories from the Road. Now, when I was raising eight kids, it was really hard to pay the bills lots of times, and I was super creative. And I was a stand-up comedian, and I was an actress, and I was out of money, and it was Christmas coming, and I saw an ad for a wrestling video. Now, I've always known better than to do porn. Actual porn where you take your clothes off and, and show your body parts because I knew that people can be very forgiving when you tell them you did something, but when they see it, they forget the rest of the story and make up their own story about what's happening to them as they see it. So I didn't want to leave any written or visible evidence. Well, I didn't mind written so much. You know, I actually wrote a book about a lot of the things I did. But, um, but I certainly didn't want to be seen in porn. And I have to tell you, that was more my motivator when the opportunities came along than um, because I thought that would be bad for my kids and, and bad for me later in life. And I was always a bit of a future long-term thinker why my kids got off the spectrum most of them because I thought in terms of long you know long range goals and and what really would make a difference for them and so I didn't want to do porn and I remember my mom at one point asking me if I'd ever done it and I said no mom I've never done porn she's like oh thank god and what you can know from that is that maybe I was the kind of person that could have done porn so uh, yeah that's true. I was um, trying to raise kids. I needed money. I was reaching for everything. And I saw an ad in the paper, and I, it was to do a wrestling video, and they would pay you $200. And I was like, a wrestling video? What's that? And uh, so I called the guy, and he's, he asked me to come by for an audition, and I went by for an audition. And basically, it was like really bad acting in a bathing suit, um, more like kind of a dominatrix approach, you know, where I'm the teacher and I have the bad student and, and you talk rude. And, and I had a really strong back, which worked to my advantage because I could pick up very heavy men and spin them around, which was like the end of the video, right? Well, I actually got to do two of these, so I made $400. This was in um, the early 80s, no, mid-80s, I guess. Let me think, let me think, let me think, late 80s. So it's in the late 80s. I'm still in really good shape, beautiful long hair, really nice body at the time, you know, way back when. And, um, and, and I could pick these guys up at the end. And so it was the great uh, finishing touch to the film, and I became apparently quite the hit uh, in the States. I shot this film in, in Canada. And they offered me a career of being a... <laughs> a wrestling video sensation in America. And, you know, I said, no, (laughs) you only paid me $200 a video. All that did was get me groceries. But, um, and besides, I knew better than to go down that path as a career and become surrounded by this lifestyle. I had the same issues in stand-up comedy. I would get to a certain level of something and go, yeah, this lifestyle is not conducive to raising my kids. Um, I'm being offered things, but these things are going to negate the, the stuff I need to do at home. And so, of course, I didn't. But what I'm trying to tell you is that, <laughs> that this could be considered pornographic in its presentation. And, um, and yet... Even even this confession that I'm sharing with you 
had an opportunity to become inspirational. Because there were some folks who were trying to say, Lynette's so weird, she does all this weird stuff. Um, and I had adopted a, a daughter that was a teenager, and her mother, uh, you know, it was really messy. Her mother had wanted to to sort of sully my name and got behind these people trying to make a documentary about me, and they did a slash piece, you know, where they, they took other people's bodies and put heads on it, and, you know, nowadays they'd never get away with it. But uh, back then it was kind of high-tech for the time. And, um, and they used this wrestling video to prove that I was, you know, a, a terrible person. And, um, and, you know, we call this a new spin on autism because spin is what it's all about. Because your attitude to a thing is what it's all about. Your willingness to be honest and, and own a thing is what it's all about. Nothing's really that awful unless you're killing people. You know, so they bring this up and I end up, you know, someone addresses it and I go, yeah, you want to see the whole video? And I tell them about, you know, and I made $400 in the end and then we bought the groceries and that, you know what that led to? That led to Canadian Tire filling, filling. And it's indirectly led to it. It isn't like the Canadian Tire people in Canada went, oh, poor wrestling lady needs food. No, it was an indirect connection. But because of that opportunity, Canadian Tire filled my garage with food. And we ate that food for the following year. So, my God, sometimes you just have to be brave and honest. Tell your stories. Don't look at other people telling their stories and roll your eyes and call it inspiration porn, please. When someone puts themselves out there, they are being brave for your benefit. Marilyn got on the show to tell you about her daughter and she could barely speak for your benefit. Take the benefit and let the rest go. Have a wonderful new year. Change your paradigm. Let's be different. Let's be an army of balloon-releasing awesome people. I love you. Thank you for being here. Otherwise, I'd just be talking to myself. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, and you've been listening to a new spin on autism. Answers. Today's answer, release the balloons. Thank you for joining the show today. Lynette is the author of the refreshingly honest and at times hilarious new book, Miracles Are Made, A Real-Life Guide to Autism. You can purchase this and other materials by looking on the webtalkradio.net website and clicking on the covers. You can also click through to her Facebook page and check out any show you may have missed by looking in the archives. We'll see you soon for another edition of A New Spin on Autism. Answers. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. I can't hear 